0: Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch. Uh, For any of those times, but also want to encourage you to be with us in person, 830 Central Time at exit 124 right there at White Mills in the Eastview exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 1030. Also our Wednesday night services at 633. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message, just uh, in this time of encouragement, finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless.
1: The book of Joel. Joel. Hallelujah. Really looking forward, man, to getting into this message today. It's going to have a lot of what I feel like will be prophetic undertone. Uh, a lot of it will be just simply the time that we're living in. I'm going to use the chapters uh, to be able to break that down today as the points, and that I feel like that the Holy Spirit has uh, has given me. Joel, chapter one. I'm going to start at verse one. Thank you for the standing or for standing for the reading of God's word. And even those folks here at home today, if you'd like to do that, we would encourage. Also, if you're able, somebody says, why do we stand for the reading of God's word? You can see in the book of Ezra that when they had built that pulpit there, the word of God says, and that was to proclaim the word of God, that when they come to proclaim that word, the people stood. The people stood. Why is it? it? Is out a reverence for his word? I know this, I know that the Word of God has truly helped me and strengthened me over the years and encouraged me to stand. Hallelujah, for sure. The Word of God says this, the Word of the Lord that came from Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you old men, and give ear, (laughs) no offense, guys, and give ear all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it. And let your children tell their children, and their children even another generation. That which the palmer worm hath left, and the locust eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten. Look at verse 5. Awake. Awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, ye drinkers of wine. Because of the new wine it is cut off from your mouth. Verse 6 close attention for a nation is come up upon my land strong and without number whose teeth are the teeth of a lion and he hath the cheek cheek teeth of a great lion let's go now to chapter 2 would you do that with me let's look at verse 12 chapter 2 and verse 12 therefore also now saith the Lord turn somebody say turn turn ye even to me with all somebody say all all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart which means tear your heart not your garments and turn unto the lord your god for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and repent and repenteth him of the evil let's go to verse or excuse me chapter 3. let's look at verse 13 put you in the sickle for the harvest is ripe come get you down for the press is full the fats overflow for their wickedness is great verse 14 close attention multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the lord is near in the valley of decision pray with me. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful today for your word. And God, what I can see as you moving in through the life of the prophet Joel decades, centuries ago. I pray today, God, that it would be a warning. God, that it would be a wake up. God, that it would even be a time of assurance for us as Christians that God, just as you were trying to speak to the nation Israel, God, that you would speak to your people today. God, I pray that you speak, God, in such a way. Mm, through these lifts with clarity and conviction. I pray today, God, once again, that not just would your word go out, but it would go in. That, God, you would take the seed of this word today and it would bring a great harvest of souls, God, in these last days in which we live. I pray today, God, that you would move in a mighty way. I pray today, God, that this word would go forth in power and in strength. I pray today, God, that as you move upon people's lives, that they would come to a place and a point of decision. Who are we going to serve? God, today, let this word not just resonate as we leave, but God, let it be a relevant word today, Lord, to awaken us to this time that we are living in right now. God, we want to see souls saved. We want to see people changed. We want to see people be healed. God, we want to see the dead rise up. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we want to see the church stand in these last days stronger than ever before. We trust you today, Lord. And we simply say, have your way. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said hallelujah. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, praise team. I appreciate you so much. Today, if I could give this, I really want to break this in maybe to three parts. I don't feel like that I will get done with all of it. What I speak today, I do pray that you would allow or pray for me to do that with clarity. And I pray that his word would go forth in conviction. I'm talking about a conviction that would begin to change the direction of folks that are heading in the wrong way. So I do covet your prayer today as your prayers today as intercessors and those. Let's, let's just believe that this word is going to go forth in a mighty way. Three things today, and I'll use the chapters as points of relevance. The first one, and before Eric puts anything up on the screen, is simply this. If you're a note taker, chapter one, the invasion. Chapter two, the window. Chapter three, the decision. So the invasion, the window, and the decision. That as we look at this today and we begin to see this, this came at a time that most would, would, when you begin to study it out, most would say that this was before that Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire invaded Israel or invaded and took over the Jewish nation there. So many people would say that it went to that time. What Joel is doing is he is bringing them something that was natural there at this point, and I'll allude more to that in just a moment. But the very name, Joel, It's something that quickened me. You all know our word study. And that word Joel that we just read through that, the book of Joel. You know what that word means? Yah is God. Yah-el. Yah, that word that is too holy, God, which the Jews said was too holy even to say. It was just almost like the breath that we breathe or that we let out. Yah is God. You know what that's saying? He's everything. He's still God. That in the midst of 2020 and all these things that now that we are looking back on, how many of you are thankful that He's still God? Can I tell you something? He's always been God. And He will always be God. That if I could assure you of anything today, I need to tell you that God is still in control. He has not surrendered His throne to any political, cultural, or any other type of party that would like to take it. Our God is alive, He's well, and He's still doing miracles. I proclaim today, Joel, Yah is God, and there's no other God like Him. 2021. 20, He's going to release things to the body of Christ, I believe, that are going to be things that we've never that we've never felt or even seen before. That as the world prepares for this or prepares for that, I want the church, and it's my call today to encourage you, prepare for his coming. The time is drawing nigh. As Yoel, or Yael here, as he begins to speak that in a time to where the coming invasion is looking to come, he uses what would be called a natural disaster. And the thought of that is the locust. If you could put up that first picture, Eric, if you could put that up, look at verse 6. For a nation has come up against our land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion. And he hath the cheek, the teeth of a great lion. You know, when he begins to describe this, there's something about the locust that, that I need to, to get out today. And it's much like sin in our life. As this great cloud of locusts has come and it devours everything, he uses it there when he talks of the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the locust. When he talks about that, there's really four stages of a locust, Bill. And the first stage of that would come, and as it would come, it would begin to gnaw on the hide of a tree. Or a plant. And it's much the way that sin operates in our life. That when sin comes, it begins to gnaw at you. It begins to touch the outer part, if you will. And see, that's the thing about sin, is that it doesn't want to stop at the gnawing. It wants to progress on. And the same way much that the locust would do, that it would begin with that, and then it would begin to consume. How is it that the enemy, how does he want to work in your life? How does he want to move in your life? He's after the fruit of your life and the faith in your life. Listen, for those Christians today that are skin deep and the gnawing that goes on there, listen, there'll always going to be people that don't like you but when people don't like you, just say immediately or if they tell you they don't just say, you may not like me but God still loves me and I'm still on the love side of things. Regardless of what you say about me, regardless of what you believe about me, I'm telling you right now that I am loved by God. You won't chain me, you won't hold me, you can't keep me from the love of my God. Amen, somebody. You see, because this is where truly we get over the things that are trying to hold us back. There's things that just gnaw at you. They just get under my skin. Why? Because you let them. But when they start getting under your skin, that's proof they're getting to the inside of you. As the locusts progress or in the stages of that, much similar to a butterfly or different things, the next thing, like I said, would be consume. The enemy wants to consume the fruit in your life, the love, joy, peace, goodness, all of those things. The enemy wants to consume that. And he wants to consume, if you will, that bark layer, the outer layer of who you are, and then move on to the fruit in your life. Husbands and wives, you need to hear me. The enemy hates Husbands, when you tell your wife how much she means to you and you really mean it. Wives, I need to tell you, the enemy hates when you tell your husband he's all that and a piece of cheesecake. The enemy hates it. Why? Because he knows his strategies is to divide and conquer. He wants to consume the fruit in your home. He wants to take those things that matter. Listen, I've got to tell you, this outer body, this body, this temple, if you will, that of flesh, not compared to the temple of the Spirit that the Holy Ghost is, but listen, we are going to suffer harm to this body. Guess what? This right here is not going to live forever. But thus saith God, the Spirit will live forever eternally with God if you so choose. Point number one, (laughs) point number one is so simple and yet so true. The enemy wants to move in these stages in your life. And not just as he want to consume, but then just as Joel sees this as a swarm, as even a cloud that brings darkness, is the enemy. When he knows you're a good target, he'll bring more. We're going to see this in America, and I'll allude to more of this in just a moment. That when you look at this invasion as the enemy comes, there's swarms of people now to where used to the liberal thought and liberal liberal ideas and ideologies. We're a whole lot less. Now there's swarms of people, if you will, that are trying to swarm the Christians and trying to take bites out of you and trying to take you to another thought place. Can I tell you, let them have their ideas. We have the book, and in this book, I can prove it, we win. Amen? And we don't have to wait till the end to win. You can win today. Praise be to God. Well, I know how the book ends. We win. Can I tell you something? I woke up a winner this morning, and when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to go to bed a winner. Can I get a witness? Why? Not because of the race that I've won, but because when Jesus Christ said it is finished, not only was his race won, but guess what? Yours and mine was too. Hallelujah. The invasion. He said, all of these things are coming, not just the outer layers, but now sin creeping in, when it consume the fruit in your life. Now the swarms, well, if we can't get them, we'll bring more. And the fourth stage is this, is utter desolation and the devouring. If you're writing that down, the gnawing, the consuming, the swarming, and now the desolation coming in and taking, Kenny, everything that had a green leaf, everything that showed signs of life. And now, as all of this comes, I will tell you, the agenda of man today, not of God, the agenda of humanism is to take everything and anything that looks like God away from you. Romans chapter 1 is referenced. The invasion, political, cultural, spiritual, or demonic is spiritual and on a national level. Let me show you something. Do you know that America, for many years within my lifetime, we've been first? And when I say we've been first, there's been a certain national pride that I've had, that we were the first, according to some, in military strength. We were the first to be there when people were in need. We were the first that wanted to be there when Haiti had its earthquakes, that when other areas of the world had had issues, that they were, America. And we still hold that benevolent heart. God bless the men of America. No, God bless the God that ordained this benevolent nation that should never forget where and who and by whom raised it up. I'll be preaching to that point about the invasion. Now America is not first in many things. That if any of you have read lately, you'll find out that China. Let me say this correctly. China. That it now has become the world's greatest navy. Not by tonnage, Brother Clay. Not by tonnage as far as in battleships or in carriers. Not by tonnage, but in number of boats or ships. It's amassed what most believe the largest army. And America says, well, we're protected. Let me remind you the America that you believe is protected and the intelligence avenues and even the levels of defense that we have. I want to remind you that somewhere around two weeks ago that even those levels were breached by hackers. Brother Wayne, you know, we've got to trust in this and we've got to trust in that and we've got to trust that we've got the manpower. Can I tell you something? Manpower is nothing without willpower and willpower is nothing without God power. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Brother Wayne, you know we're still the greatest nation. Can I tell you something? We will be and can be if God is the God of this land. But if not, I told you it was going to have prophetic undertones. Brother Wayne, you think China's a threat? I think anybody and everybody that's a threat against my God is a threat to me. Well, Brother Wayne, what do you think about their Navy? What do you, can I tell you something? I'm not worried about their Navy. I'm worried about, and con, not worried, concerned about the God that they serve because their God is not my God. You need to listen to me. So the invasion. Did you read this? Did you read that when it says this? For a nation that has come upon. I believe the Holy Spirit gave this to me. For a nation has come upon my land strong and without number. 1.67 or 76 billion people. One fourth to one fifth of the world's population live in China. And that's probably according to their numbers and us not knowing. A land without number. Now, I'm just going to say this. I'm not here to to speak so prophetically to say that China is the only threat. I want to say this before I go any further. That, listen, China as a threat is one thing within the thought. I'm trying to go past your political mind. I'm trying to get to the spiritual heart and spiritual mind that is in you and to say that anything and everything that comes against my God comes against me. And if God and I are one and you and God are one, then what comes against you is coming against God. Can I tell you all something about everything that you get and many of the things under your, cre- under your tree said made in China. Guess what? I'm made in heaven. How many of you know that God made you? If you believe that, shout hallelujah. 1.67 or 1.76 million people. So when you look at that, you look at this, Pastor, where, does that, where did that picture come from? That's the parade. That's part of the parade that they do every year in China with a new year. This year was the year of the rat. What? Yes. It was the year of the rat. What about this coming year? Can I tell you something? China has an agenda because they have another God, and that's to overtake anybody and everything because they want control. The enemy of the state right now depends upon which state you live in. I live in the state of mind of a holy God, a deliverer, a savior, a conqueror, my redeemer. Then in the midst of this, you look and say, is it that much of a threat? It's evident. That when you look at this and you've seen these the way that this is called the dragon. That's ironic. That this is called the dragon in their parades and everything else. The way that it dances down the street and we see kids dancing around it and everything else. Look at the teeth. Can I tell you something? That not just that. That dragon was a sign of authority and power much as what is called a food dog. Which is what we would call a lion that is the same way that wants control and wants authority. Pastor Wayne, what are you trying to say? This was like 600 B.C. What's that got to do with us today? I'm saying today, it's really upon my heart that what God was trying to say to Israel and to Judah back then is the same thing He's trying to say to America right now. Is China the enemy? I'm I'm making it very clear today. I'm not being political. I want this to be spiritual and to tell you that everything and anything is coming against Jehovah God that you serve and you believe in. And what are you going to do about it? I'll get to there in a moment. The invasion. And by the way, going back to us being second, we're also only second to China in one other thing, abortion. The total number, let me just say this. I'm sorry, I had one-fourth a billion, one-fourth, 1.4 1.4 billion people which is one-fifth of the world's population are in China China over 17 listen over 17 over 17 live million births a year is estimated Kathy 17 million estimated live births a year. Over nine million aborted. Every year. And that's reported. What a travesty. Come into second place, America. Total number of abortions in the U.S. From 1973 to 2018, 61.8 million. In the U.S. in 2017, 862,000 abortions. There is one abortion every 96 seconds in the United States of America. Pastor, what's that got to do with China? China limits the number of children that they can have. And by the way, ladies, you're the first one on the list they want to check off because they see men as men for war. And you are no more than a vessel to carry another man. God forbid. 186 abortions per 1,000 live births. 186 abortions for 1,000 live births. Oh, it gets worse. How do they do that? How do they fund that? Non government clinic income. Planned Parenthood's, I got this wrote down to the Gutmacker Institute. Many of you have followed their statistics. Planned Parenthood's income breakdown for the 2018-2019 fiscal year. And by the way, while I'm preaching this, I don't have a surety that this won't be taken off the air tomorrow. So get it today. 2018 and 2019 fiscal year, PP or Planned Parenthood's non government income. Could you put that up, Eric? There it is 369.9 million. Thank you, Eric. Donations revenue. Can you imagine donating so that somebody could take the life of a child? Could you imagine? 591.3 million. Government grants and reimbursements. By the way, that's where a lot of the funding goes and different things. That's the reason that the sisters, what was it called, Kathy? Those uh, precious Catholic sisters that said, we don't want to fund it. We don't want to be part of any of that. We're declaring today that we don't want a dime of our taxes to pay for a child to be aborted. And other people say, well, if it gets me $600, you all know, I just got to tell you all right now, pray for me. Pray for me because the rubber is hitting the road. And America is at a crossroads. And I've said that for the past lot of years that I've been preaching. 23 maybe. But today there has never been a time that this fast and praying and fasting is going to mean any more than it does this year. Brother Wayne, haven't we been through enough? That's not my call. That's the reason I've been encouraging you all year long to live in the spirit, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Because your flesh may suffer, but your flesh, come on, somebody, it's getting ready to have revival. I'm gonna preach this out. About five people clapping, oh, we'll get through this. Government grants and reimbursements 616.8 billion. Total profit, 1.105 million. Say it's all about the money. Because it's all about control. So let's put, let's put these clinics in areas to where they can be used at the greatest thing. And for people that say, I can't afford this. Can I tell you, please, if you're listening today, you can't afford to abort that baby. God wants you to have that baby. Can I get a witness? We will help you. You call me. You call the church. 270-287-9117. And we will help you with food, with diapers. We'll help you with your water bill. We'll help you. Because please don't let the enemy tell you to abort that baby. You may be holding in your womb the very one that has the cure for cancer. You may be holding the very greatest of evangelists that has ever been. That Billy Graham couldn't even hold a light to. The invasion. The invasion. Total income, $1.63 billion. You say, Pastor, that's a lot of statistics. I don't care so much about the statistics. I want us to wake up and sing we are being invaded. Why? Because the enemy wants to devour you. The enemy wants control. The enemy wants the very God that you serve to be eliminated so that humanism can be promoted. And to trust more in men through these breaches that we've had. Listen, they're going to continue. we got to have a password. You've got to get ahead of this. Watch this. How many of you have had to change your password in the past two years? About everybody. And what's it all about? Stay with me, please. This invasion. What does Russia, what does China, what does North Korea want? They want your identity. Spiritually, what do they want? They want your identity. And the card that you carry in your pocket is worthless compared to the blood of Jesus Christ that carries you. Wake up, church. Wake up. Are we destroying ourselves? Yes. Because we're allowing it. Get them, pastor. I need to tell you this, and and, and I'm going to say this with all clarity. And you all know, I don't care about, I really don't. I'm not. I love you so much, and and I don't mean to offend anyone. But I've got to tell you, yeah, there is some sadness in my heart. There's some different things. I can say that through the past four years, I don't know that we've ever had a president. I'm not calling him a Christian. I'm not calling him, whether he is or he's not. But I can tell you this. I don't think in my lifetime, in almost 55 years, that we've ever had a president that has been as pro-life as President Donald J. Trump. I've made it very clear from the pulpit. I've made it very clear that I, I don't like his attitude. I don't like a lot of the... I, but can I tell you, that's like. Let me tell you where I surrender is when somebody can line up with that word. And the thing is, we've not had anybody that I know of in 55 years that has stood behind as much as President Donald J. Trump behind the evangelical body of believers. I don't know of Anybody? I'm not done. I don't know of anybody that has ever took taken such a stand for Israel and said, "Listen, the capital shouldn't be in Tel Aviv. It needs to be in Jerusalem." I don't know of anybody. Listen, I'm not here to divide you. I'm not here to unite you over man. But what I've got to tell you is this, is that Donald Trump probably, he don't even know it prophetically, but what he's doing is getting the world ready because Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. Can I talk to y'all right now? Can I tell you that God Almighty, that through Jesus Christ one day will set His foot in Jerusalem and He will be King of kings and Lord of lords and every tongue will confess. And every knee will bow. (laughs) Are you a Donald Trump fan? No. Are you a follower? No. Do you pray for him? Yes. When I say that, can I tell you this right now? And I'm saying it most assuredly. I do not know of a president that has done any more to support the Christian faith that I try to walk in and I believe. Whether you voted him up, down, or anything else, you better be careful. Because when you go in behind that curtain and you haven't been in behind the one that's been torn from top to bottom. Oh, that'll preach. Y'all just just missed that one. But unless you spent time behind that curtain, let me move on. Y'all need to buckle in. We ain't done. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Are we destroying ourselves, killing our future? A wise man years ago said this. With that thought, I'm still on the invasion, okay? And with the thought of how do we get here, I want to try to be clear. Please, please keep praying for clarity. The enemy, I, I wish I could tell you how the enemy wants to attack my mind every time. And that's the reason that I truly, I am truly humbled by your prayers and your intercession as we preach. Brother Alvin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A very wise man said this one time, two to three centuries ago, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life. Somebody say life. Somebody say liberty. Somebody say the pursuit of happiness. Now, what I need to add to that is this, not that my mind is near as potent or powerful as the man that wrote this or scripted this. But I will tell you that in my life there is no happiness without the pursuit of holiness. That when you seek a holy God and a holy God invades your mind, Hannah, and your way of thinking, it will not only infiltrate your mind, but it'll infiltrate your home. And when there used to be cursing and aggravation and hatred, love and joy and peace, can I get a witness from anybody? That when you pursue what is holy, a hot and holy God, well, that means I've got to wear my hair higher, my dress is longer. No, what it means is this, is that if you serve a God that's holy on the inside, it'll come to the outside. Can I get a witness? And the pursuit of happiness. Wow, that sounds like a good thought. It's more than a thought. It's what this nation was built upon. That, listen, because of the invasion, people are forgetting Thomas Jefferson. What about this quote? Stay with me, please. Freedom is never more. Repeat, freedom is never more than one generation. I'm quoting, away from extinction. We'll read it again. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinguished or from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for. Protected and handed on for them to do the same. President Ronald Reagan. How true a statement. I'm not trying to equal this to the word of God. But I'm trying to tell you that this nation was forged by the premise and by the very foundational thought bound through this holy book. Another man said this, if the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. Before I, before I give you who wrote that, let me just tell you this, isn't it ironic that when we begin to go against the stream, <laughs> that we begin to go against the stream, the main flow, Amy, that we begin to go against that, you're you're up to be censored. Now I'm going to tell you, i tell you, I don't delve much into the political realm. Why? Because I want to operate in the spirit. So I'm very careful. Is it a salmon? Is it the trout that swims upstream, Brother Clay? Every year they do that so that new ones can come and they go against the stream. You and I today need to be doing the very same thing. That when mainstream media says it's all a wash, it's all going to be taken away, you need to keep swimming and going against the flow. Not a political flow, but a humanistic whatever kind of flow that's coming against your God. that freedom of speech is taken away then the dumb and silent may be led we may be led like sheep to the slaughter which is familiar giving reference to the psalm George Washington by the way said that turn to somebody and say are we destroying ourselves Are we destroying ourselves and we say that's all right. you're not going to like what I'm getting ready to say I'm going to continue to let my child get fed out of the trough of humanism and human thought and against those thoughts that we truly believe in can I tell you something I believe God created man and if there was a big bang I believe God said bang there it is and he made man he put everything that we see and we know right now into existence listen as people were looking to the skies to see that great conjunction can I tell you look past that and it's my prayer that you'll see an almighty God on the other side of that that says I created more than what's just lining up here. I'm trying to get you to line up. And So we'll let them eat from the trough of humanism and then we'll send them to higher learning and set within the realm of professors that believe nothing about the God that we serve Was that happening? No, it started back in the 50s and 60s with other thoughts. To many of you, this is new. To many of you, it's not because you've studied it. And you've heard me preach this out before. You know what I believe in? I believe in Christian school. Can I get a witness anywhere? I believe in a Christian home. I believe in every avenue and every opportunity that I can pump good into my children. I believe that. And can I tell you, not just my children, but your children and your grandchildren and their children. When Joel starts, he said, tell them this is a situation that we're in. And we've seen, excuse me, the past that we've seen. We are right here prophetically. Stay with me. Are we destroying ourselves? (laughs) America. Another quote, I quote. Larry, you've probably heard this one. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Abraham Lincoln. Brother Wayne, will we ever see another civil war? You're in a war right now. It's a spiritual war. More civil, excuse me, more spiritual than civil. You don't understand today that everything that is good is being called evil and the evil is being called good. Well, I think it's good. I, I, I think it's this. I think you better line it up with the word. You better line it up with the word. Let me move on. Hope I'm not boring anyone. The Constitution, once again a quote, listen to this. It ties back to where I started about the pursuit of happiness. A wise man said this, The Constitution only guarantees you the right to pursue happiness, period. You have to catch it yourself. (laughs) How true is that? Well, I deserve to be happy. So I'm going to marry wife number six. Can I tell you something? It's my prayer that number six sees you as the clown that she shouldn't be with and shouldn't marry. What? Pastor, Did you? can I tell you something? People don't give you happiness. God gives you joy. Do you hear me? Well, Brother Wayne, do I need to go back? You can't unscramble legs. I'm not trying today to tell you to try to do that. Love the one you're with that you're married to, and make sure that God is in the center of every bit of that relationship. Well, you don't make me happy anymore. No, the problem is, is that the goose is doing too much gandering. That was new to me, by the way. Quit looking around. Looking around's not what it's about. Look inside. Hey, say this with me. Fix me if you would ask the Holy Spirit to say, fix me, listen, everybody around you would take a sigh of relief because they can't get your hands off of me. God's working on me. Can I get a witness anywhere? Fix me. Write that down. Pastor, I don't know what's wrong with our marriage. I don't know what's wrong with my kids. Let's start with you. You're a mess. Can't believe he just said that. Anybody that's counseled with me before, you've probably heard that. <laughs> Fix me. The Constitution, like I said, only guarantees that. And Benjamin Franklin said that you have the right to catch it. Jake, I like this quote, one of the strongest quotes I believe that I've ever heard. Once again, in quotation, winning isn't everything dot, dot, slash, slash, or whatever. But wanting to win is. Winning isn't everything. But wanting to win is. I've got to tell you all right now, I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to tell you all right now, I never have a desire to lose. I'm not good at checkers, but that don't mean I'm going to tell you I'm going to lose. Can I tell you that I do not, Amy, you know me, you've been around me a lot. I never set out to lose. I want to win. Every time have I always won? no, but am I under a rock? no why? because I may not have won today, but I still want to win tomorrow and I'm going to keep on trying hallelujah Joe Ostein's probably watching Joe that one's for you let me move on <laughs> y'all pray for your pastor <laughs> Honey, you you just need to pray. Love you, Joe. Listen to this. Write that one down. I know it's not scripture, but it's powerful. Jared, you know the mentality I'm talking about. Listen to this in quotation. Let every nation know whether it wishes us well or ill. That we should, this in here, boy, just quickens me. Because I think about, I'm out of quotation now. I think about those that have given the ultimate sacrifice for this nation. I'm thinking about the men and women that have not only paid their price on the battlefield, but they've paid the price at home when they're the recipient of maybe that one of their loved ones was killed in battle. And I think about the price that they've paid too. Let every nation know whether it wishes us well or ill that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, talking about America, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and success of liberty. President John F. Kennedy. Church, we're at a crossroads. Before us has been men and women of God that have not only given their life on the battlefields of Gettysburg and even back before the Civil War, Bunker Hill, all of those that have given their life and those people that have given their life to prayer and to intercede, people in other nations that are praying for America today saying, God, please don't let America lose you because if they lose you, they lose it all. Where are the men and women of God that'll pray when they wake in the morning and the first thing that they say when their feet hit the floor is, God, I love you and God bless America. Where are the men and women of God that their last thought, maybe on their thought, their last thinking before they fall asleep is, God, may you bless America again and may you bless my family. We're being invaded. How does it start? I got a few more quotes in a minute, but how does it start? It starts with propaganda. Much of what you've heard between South Korea and North Korea, do you know what they do? South Korea drops pamphlets into North Korea telling them how that they live under a dictator and that type of regime. They drop that propaganda. Do you know what they do? They have sound or they have these loud speakers braiding that that blare from one side to the other about the propaganda and who they're serving from each side. You are living in the same world right now. You're hearing me speak to you, and yet you'll leave here and you'll listen to other speakers of the world. And you'll listen to the propaganda that everything's going to be okay. I can tell you this, that you will be okay if you follow God and none other. Can I get a witness this morning? Believe God with me that that'll be the very trajectory that you leave here with. This may be the one of the most powerful, Eric, Eric. It starts with this. A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. I want to read that again. A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. Hold on a minute. You You don't understand that I have a right to speak. Yes, you do. But you better understand the right that you have to speak is not only marked here. It's marked. Your mouth is marked by God Almighty. And what you speak for and what you speak against is marked. When we talk about the privilege, well, it's my right. It's my right to do this. It's my right to do that. We started there. You have these unalienable rights. We have a right to free speech that when we talk about that, you do up to this point. But as it is wanting to be taken away, what will we do? We'll silence you. We won't put it out there. What are you going to do when you don't have a floor or a format, excuse me, or even the platform to speak the Word of God? I'm thankful today that this morning, I don't know how many of you got it, but I shot just a quick video there from the house. And the thing is, I'm thankful for that to encourage you to watch. But can I tell you, do you think that if that hadn't went out that I wouldn't have been here? Can I tell you, you know what America needs today? more than living off of an iron lung or something else from somewhere else. You know what we need? We need mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to this nation to where you and I can commune back and forth and talk about how good our God is. Nothing wrong today, folks, online with you watching. I'm not speaking against that at all. But what I'm telling you, if all of it was gone, my job and your job and your purpose... Brother Jeremy and everything that we've got to do is still to proclaim the word of God at the gas station, at Walmart, wherever, the assembly line, wherever. How shall they hear without a preacher? Hold on, I'm not called to preach, really? You're preaching whether you realize it or not by what you testify of or give witness to. Let me move on. Lots to get through. I'm going to say that one again. A people that values its privilege above its principles soon loses both Dwight D. Eisenhower. That's where America is today. We are losing our principles. And I will tell you that liberality is overtaking morality. I've got privileges. I've got rights. Okay. If I could, real quick, God's sovereignty i still got plenty of time. Hang on. God's sovereignty. Pastor, where are we at today? What are we going to do? How many of you believe right now, online and in here, how many of you believe that you are in the palm of the Creator right now, that you are in His hands? Give Him praise if you believe you are. Give Him praise. Can I help you with something? No, let's go ahead and give Him praise. You know that you're right there in the palm of His hand. For there's security in that hand. Do you know that if you're in His hand, no man is able to pluck you out? Did you know that? Do you know that if you're in His hand, that nothing can come against you that God does not allow? Well, man means to do me harm. He always will. We've already covered that. But can I tell you, no harm will come against you unless God allows it. I want to encourage you right now to hang on to thought. Say, I'm not temporal. I'm eternal. Do you know what? I've told you already, this body going to go. It's going to go. But that spirit going to live on. Going to live on. You need to understand today that this is temporal. But, oh, glory be to God. There's an eternal side to what's in here, and it's him. Praise be to God. So, pastor, what are we going to do? I like this. Heard this, this quote here, let us humbly commit our righteous cause to the great Lord of the universe. Brother Wayne, what's our cause? David had a cause. It was to slay the giant, Sharon. What's our cause today? Is it to form a militia? Is it to get another rifle, another set of guns? I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm going to leave that up to you. And by the way, if you don't care, leave that up to me. (laughs) On that side of things. But with all assurity. Listen, in the midst of all of those, our righteous calls to the great Lord of the universe. Let us joyfully leave our concerns in the hands of Him who raises up and puts down the empires and kingdoms of the earth as He pleases. Pastor, that's a great statement. That's a God statement. Do you know why? Because God is not taken by surprise by any election that has ever been. By any dictator or war ruler that has ever been in place. More than men or bloodline or anything else thought that they put them in control. God is in charge of that. I've got the Bible to prove it in the book of Daniel. Pastor, what are we going to do? Turn to somebody and say, I'm putting that in his hands. Guess what? That's where you are too. That's where you are too. Now, when you hear that about the kingdoms of the earth as He pleases, none other than John Hancock. None other than John Hancock. And real quick, one more for you. There's never been a period of history in which the common law did not recognize Christianity as laying its foundation, period. Brother Wayne, when was that spoken? It had to be recent. You wouldn't hear anything like that recent. Supreme Court Justice, Joseph's story in 1829 in a speech at Harvard. This invasion that is here, that is coming, and like I said, you're going to see this pivotal. This invasion that is coming against the body of Christ. I've got to tell you, that the the things that are happening are trying to strip you and I of the religious freedoms that we have. Amy, I like that. I haven't forgot that very word that I think the Holy Ghost gave you. I think it was last year during this time, and I know you probably dwelt on it for longer than, than probably several months, but simply who told you that? Who told you you couldn't raise your hands and praise God? Who told you that you couldn't say the name of Jesus in public? Who told you that you couldn't pray? Well, pastor, you know some of the school systems don't allow us to pray. Oh, really? I don't have to open my mouth to pray. I just need to open my heart to pray. And when you do that and you begin to call on an almighty God, there's a God that never sleeps nor slumbers, and he hears every word that you speak. You just got to point it in the right direction. That'll come with the Daniel thought later this week. Praise team, will you come? Let me tell you what the enemy does, and, and I, I believe this to be from the Lord. I believe really this whole download that I've got. Is it, very, is it, is it that different? than Probably not. But as Joel, Dan, as he is speaking, he's saying, do you remember the locust? Do you remember the effect? See, he's looking back and he's saying, do you remember this? I don't know that anybody in this building, I, I, I don't know when, when Jesus is coming back, but I just know he is. Can I get an Amen. But I know that he is. Scripture would allude to this that before he came, and I forget the particular verse, but stay with me. It said before the locust came, and remember, what he's doing is using a natural disaster, but he's also got the thought of a foreign land. Just as us, and listen, it's not just about China; <laughs> it's about other nations, things that are attacking the God that you serve. Okay, I want to make that clear today, and it's all about the money. Well, we can't do that to China. Let me just take another side note. We can't do that to China. They make our tennis shoes, and and you know what? We know the NBA's got to follow them because the NBA's big in China. Turn it off. I don't serve China. I serve Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? Well, we don't want to upset them. You're not made in China. Oh, it'd be my hope as you made in church. Oh, come on. The real part of that is that we can't serve these other gods. And as he was alluding to this, this that has great teeth and even jaw teeth, that's what it's alluding to. That it chews and it devours. Now you think about this. You've got two young'uns right here. Jeremy, you got youngins. Y'all got youngins. Scripture alludes to this. It said, before the locusts came, listen, our nation was like Eden. Our nation was like Eden, Bill. It had all of this, all of these things, and that America has even been—that even when people seen it for the first time, its natural beauty, Dax, its resources, the lump, if you would, the wood, the, just the natural, just all of the splendor, but all the resource. Wow, he said. Before Israel was like Eden before the locusts came. And Judah like it before it came. But after it left, complete desolation. Could you imagine your kids being raised in a time to where we say, well, it used to be like this. You used to go to church and raise your hands. And the preacher could preach whatever God laid on his heart and not what the government said was right or wrong. Pastor, that'll never happen. It's happened in other countries. That if they even allow it, it happens in even, even my native land of Well, my mom's native land. Could you imagine that? This is where we are. And we need to wake up. The invasion. Eric, uh, yeah, Eric, if you could just put my second point up. I'm going to just give people a point to ponder. The window of opportunity. I want to say this. As your mind is there, I want to try to bring you in and just real quick tell you about the enemy. That's what I was alluding to before. What was the effect of the locust? Stay with me. This is important. Joel chapter 1 and verse 12, Stephanie, the Word of God says, The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate, the palm tree also, the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. After the invasion, of drought, famine, all of those things tie in together. People's joy today. And we're, you know, we talk about this virus. Not being Political. But people's joy today is trying. I've heard people that that have had this virus that they have felt such an utter sense of depression, demonic, darkness, nightmares, different things. People that are very close to me that have told me that. Do you believe it's man made? I believe it's made in hell. I believe it's very demonic. Brother, you just, Brother Wayne, you just said we were in God's hand. Yes. And God will allow it so that his people will come back to him. Stay with me, Luke. The effect. Now here's something that we don't think about, Lonnie. We don't think about this. Because we think about our own, well, man, what would we do without food? What would we do without the harvest? The natural things first, Dennis. But I'll allude to this coming forward in the next time that I get to preach. this probably Wednesday. Here's what you got to think of. That if there's no corn, what do you do with the livestock? If there's no livestock, where do the lambs come from? If there's no lambs, what do the priests do? If there's no atonement, then what happens, Amy? And you see, can you see this, Larry, how it just continually unfolds? Turn to somebody and say, where's the sacrifice? If another nation comes in and they don't know the Lamb of God that we know, we know the sacrifice. We know the sacrifice of that sinless, spotless Lamb. And I'll close with this. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself. As a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A living sacrifice. Today as we look to that, as we see these things coming, you better decide whose side you're on. There is an enemy coming. (laughs) He's not coming. He's already here. It's infiltrated. It's in any nation that doesn't exalt our God. And America is being destroyed from the inside out by people that even call themselves Christians and cannot and do not believe. And the very tenets, not of the law, but the tenets of grace and the tenets of the blood of His Son and our Savior. I believe wholeheartedly, Christian, and most assuredly that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come unto the Father, but through Him. There's no preacher that's ever preached that could lay down any blood that he ever shed that could pay for it. There's no praise leader, anybody else, any dignitary of any kind that their blood being shed could ever pay for that eternal sin that you had in your life other than the blood of my Savior, Jesus Christ. So to China, to North Korea, to Russia, my prayer for you is that you would come under conviction today. Brother Wayne, who are you talking to? There's just this many. No, when you get a voice, you can start speaking to a nation. Can I? Do you understand? You have a voice to start speaking to the nation that's on the inside of you. Your own people. And to declare and to stand fast and sure that our God is alive he always has been and he always will be you can't tear him down burn him down mm -mm, or take him out for you repent this will be the next message but why not start early right now for you and I repent let's start today God let us stand for those of you saying it's too late Let's leave that part up to God. Can I tell you, let's leave that part up to God. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm more than an optimist. I believe that as long as you've got breath in your body and you can say, I believe, I believe you have an opportunity to change your destiny. I believe that. Heavenly Father, we love you, we adore you, and we thank you. And Holy Ghost, come right now in a powerful way, in a mighty way, to every soul that is in this place and every soul that is online. That God, right now, let us come, Lord, in a humble way before you. You said, he that would humble himself in the sight of God, that you would lift us up. God, don't lift us up so that people would see us, but lift us up, God, in such a way that people would see you, because, Lord, you spoke it in your word, that if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. God, we need more than human charisma. We need a Holy Ghost character, God, in the men, women, and children today of this nation that will not back down, that will not bow down. God, right now, quicken us to stand, God, strong, so strong. And God, today we pray for Georgia. God and the people of Georgia. God, right now, we lift them up to you that they'd make a conscious decision. God, that we believe today, not just in the halls of Congress and not just in the White House, or on the benches of the Supreme Court. God, we know you're in control. But God, we do know that you hear our prayer today. And God, we pray. I do, God. I Right now, we agree, those that will. We agree, God, against man's control, total control, God. In any house of government that pushes any agenda other than you. We stand today, God, declaring your name my king and my creator if you're here today and you've been living like hell it'd be a good time to stop if you expect heaven it'd be a good time right now to bring your sin before god and say forgive me god i have sinned against heaven and you alone god have i sinned forgive me cleanse me wipe all of these sins blot them out of my life take them if you're there watching online And you're living in sin and you're living a life of sin. Let this word convict you right where you are. Right where you are. Those of you that are at a crossroads, whether to stay or whether to go, listen, seek God right now. Don't make a move without Him. God, today as we enter in here at the end of the week, to 21 days of prayer and fasting, I pray that to be one where we've been unified greater than we've ever been unified before. I pray, God, that you quicken the hearts of every believer in this place to give us a voice, God, a voice that is not ashamed, a a voice, God, that is not meek or powerless, but, God, one that could be humble but yet be so powerful in you to reach people that are lost. We love you, Jesus there's one within the sound of my voice that doesn't know you as their precious Savior. Bring them to you right now. Holy Ghost, go. Get them. (laughs) Get them right now, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, for those that are hurting, we lay that at your feet. Heal. Deliver. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you raise us up God in Jesus name this altar is open the Holy Spirit has pricked your heart here at home make your altar there at your couch, your chair if you're in your car pull over wherever you are and reckon this with God don't put it off I need change, do it today do it today altar's open For a fresh start and he said no get out of my face probably not one if you're here today and you say God I just want to start over hell says you've done too much no you're starting over everything of yesterday is gone you're starting brand new so I'm not going to give the enemy the authority of my past when it's already been paid for you need to write that down Today, Lord, is the day of salvation. I'm starting over. I'm not worried about tomorrow, Courtney. You know why? I don't have any fear. Because He has me, because I have Him. Right now, heads are bowed. How many of you would just lift your hand right there where you're at and say, You know what? I need to start over. I want to start over in my praise. I'd like to just start over my walk I'm not going back would you just lift your hand right now thank you for that hand thank you for that hand thank you for that hand maybe at home I want to start over guess what he's a new beginning right now I want to speak that for those of you that raised your hand God right now (laughs) thank you for the do-overs the make-overs God today for those humble few that raised their hand and said I just want to start again God we can bring our failure to you not any condemnation but a loving father saying yep I know it give it here and today God we're doing that we understand there could be consequence but God today no condemnation as we come to you and we say let us start brand new in you you that raised your hands just go ahead and say and just agree with me that God said behold I'm going to do a new thing in you I'm going to give you more strength than you've ever known I'm going to give you more hope than you could have ever seen before. I'm going to give you enough faith not only to walk on water but to lead others across the very ocean and the very sea that's holding them back. I'm going to use you as an instrument for my glory. God, today release your presence. Release, God, your power to your people. We are set apart. We are different. And God, today for those here or online or wherever it may catch them, Start brand new in him. Jesus, forgive me. I've failed. I've sinned against you. Take all of my sin away. I choose right now to walk in your power and in your presence and in forgiveness, Jesus. You word that ever how you want to. It's your words to him that'll matter. Not mine, but yours. We love you, Jesus. let you leave with this today and I pray those folks online are still with us it would be a humbling thing today so what does America need you know what what if I told you I know what it needs turn to somebody and say I'm the answer you're like wow that's pretty big right there how about the God in you is the answer we have an answer today for everything that's going on we have an answer Now, I know that's humbling. I know, Mike, I I know that it's so humbling to think that. But I'm the answer, the God that's in me. That when I walk into a situation, when I walk into a cold room, if there's a fire burning on the inside of me, guess what? I expect for the climate to change. I'm the answer. You're going to hear more about that. You've probably heard it before. But the God in me, this holy God, is what America needs today. Amen, Josh. I'm going to ask my precious little bride bless y'all today. Hallelujah. Come on.
2: Sing, you Heavenly Father, we just thank you today that you are everything that we are in need of. There's nothing, Father, that you aren't. You are our joy. You are our peace. You are our provider. You are our healer. You are our comforter. You are everything that we are in need of we praise you that you're never late that you're always on time that you never leave us that you never forsake us and even when we don't understand God we know that you still are and we aren't and today God we just praise you and we bless your name for the sacrifice of your son that we may spend eternity with you. Oh God, when we're weary and we don't understand and we don't know if we can go another step, we know that you are our strength. That you are the one that carries us when we can't walk. You are the one that heals us when we're sick. And you are the one that forgives us when we failed you. And we come to you today magnifying your name. Because you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all glory. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And no man on this earth will ever be worthy of our praise. Only you, God. Only you. today we ask for forgiveness where we have failed and we ask for strength when we are weak enable us to overcome ourselves and the things of this world that has tried to take us and allow us to rise up in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to do what you've called us to do, and that's to proclaim your name, to win others to Christ, to speak the power of of the Holy Spirit everywhere that we go. And God, to encourage others along the way, to bring everybody with us, to see everybody at the table of the Lamb. Because we believe, God, as this world wraps up, oh God, you've got one greater waiting for us. And we just, God, we can't wait. And we're envious of those who went on before us. Prepare our hearts as we begin to see what you have waiting. And God, we thank you. We pray a blessing over your people. As we go out of here, that you you enable us and equip us. In your holy name, we praise you.
0: Amen. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King you. Mm-hmm.